Hey everybody. Today's episode of what happened when is brought to you by us. We're coming to see a St. Louis and then we're going to stop by Baltimore and it's happening this weekend. What are you waiting for? Go pick up tickets right now. They're like 30 something bucks and you get to hear stories that you can't hear anywhere else. And it's the best way to support the podcast. So if you're digging what we're doing and you're within driving distance, why aren't you coming to see us? St. Louis, grab your tickets right now. You'll be glad you did at Tony and Conrad live. And, uh, Tony, we're, we're doing that one on Saturday, June 22nd, right. the very next day, June 23rd, you and I are going to finally make our way to Jimmy's famous seafood in Baltimore. And I've been there dozens of times, but you have never been. How excited are you for Jimmy's famous seafood? I'm pumped up about this because, well, first of all, I love seafood. I love Baltimore. Always have one of our great cities back in the years of WCW. Look forward to seeing a lot of our fans there. And, and I'm really excited about that. Tickets are available at whathappenedwhenlive.com. That's whathappenedwhenlive.com for Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And, you know, we forgot to mention, I don't know if we forgot to mention, but we haven't mentioned yet that we have a very special guest going to be with us. Well, I'm trying not to kill the crowd. Tell everybody where they can get those tickets again for Baltimore. <laughs> whathappenedwhenlive.com for Baltimore. TonyandConradLive.com for Saturday the 22nd in St. Louis. By the way, we're going to be at the venue called Off-Broadway in St. Louis this coming Saturday. And it's the night show, uh, 7 o'clock at night. We've got VIPs coming in early. And then, of course, we got the matinee on, on Sunday. And it's going to be a big weekend for us. But we are going to have with us... Uh, Do we want to say? Yeah, Mash Tater guy. Yes, Tater Thick. So come on out for that mashed potato experience. It's happening in St. Louis, Tony and Conrad live.com this Saturday, the 22nd, and then Baltimore, Jimmy's famous seafood this Sunday, the 23rd, what happened when live.com. See you there. You'll be glad you came. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA, and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony and first North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, world title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow, Thunder, Russo, Arquette, It's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With our master of ceremonies, the legendary Tony Schiavone. Tony, how are you, man? What's up, Conrad? How you doing, buddy? Man, uh, I gotta tell you, I poured myself a drink to get us uh, started recording today, and uh, I filled it to the brim. Not sure I'll be able to maneuver this. 
Filled it to the brim. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm full too. I'm filled to the brim with love. <sighs> Pardon me. I'm filled to the brim with love. Yeah, I think that's what Efren wants to do with you. He wants to fill you to the brim with love, and then when he's God. what? When you're ready, just. That's a horrible sound. <laughs> well, thankfully, we're in for uh, a horrible sound uh, for about an hour and a half today because we're going to go revisit Nitro number 94 from June 30th, 1997. We've got Lex Luger, the Giant, and Diamond Dallas Page taking on Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and the Macho Man Randy Savage. We've also got Eddie Guerrero taking on Dean Malenko. Uh, Nitro from 1997. Ooh, right up my alley, baby. I love it. Right in your wheelhouse, as we would say, right? Well, that's what you would say. That's that's yeah. a fact. That's what you would say. That's right. That's what I would say. Hey, Conrad, before we start, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. How's your nutsack doing? Man, I'm going to tell you, and, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. Oh, boy. I'm really glad that you're asking me about this because I'm ready to take our relationship to the next level. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean with that comeback, but well, here's, here's what I mean. Like you, you're, you're trying to, I don't know. You're, you're, you're acting younger these days. Does that make sense? I mean, you got three necklaces on, you're listening to hip hop, you're making rap videos. You've got earrings in you're, you're, uh, you're trying to be hip. You're trying to be cool. And one of the things that you didn't know that guys these days are doing like bad money slam or Efren or Tim in the summer suit or Jay-Z or Casio kid is man, we're trimming our dick hairs now. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I, I, I did not know that until I discovered manscaped. Boom. So you're in the loop now. Thanks to manscaped. Are you going to start trimming your dick hair a little bit, Tony? Well, I think I am because I've got their lawnmower 2.0 now. <laughs> I got to tell you, Tony Schiavone running a lawnmower over his dick hair is exactly what What Happened When is all about. And if you'd like to get with the program and trim your dick hair, well, Tony, you can tell them all about it, right? That's right. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, and that's why they call it the lawnmower 2.0. It has skin safe. You know what skin safe technology means, Conrad? Well, I'm going to take a leap here, and I'm going to say that it's safe for your skin. Yeah, it won't snag your nuts. Yeah. Yes, sir, baby. And, you know, and here's a, here's a question I've always wondered. If you go in to get your hair cut. Right. You don't ask your hair, your barber or your hairdresser, would you trim my nutsack, do you? No, I haven't I, asked that yet. I no. don't think that's legal yeah. in Alabama. We did just make it legal for CBD oil. But I'm, I'm a little hesitant to go ask them to do that. So I've been okay. taking care of my own trimming for years, but it's easier than ever to trim my right. dick hair thanks to Manscaped. Yeah, you don't use that same trimmer you use on your face that you're using on your balls. Please don't do this. Always use the right tool for the job. And here's what I like. because And this is, what, this is the one thing I really like about Manscaped. It not only has the trimmer to you design your balls the way you want it. <laughs> Never thought I would say that. Design the balls the way you want it. They also have the crop preserver. The crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. What? Is that great or what? A ball deodorant and moisturizer. You can deodorize your nutsack. Oh, well, I tell you what. There are a lot of listeners 
who need to take advantage of this great offer I know you're about to tell us about because what what we need to know is what happened when you presented your wife with fresh balls fresh balls that's exactly right why are you not putting deodorant on your nuts you already put deodorant on the armpits come on the nuts are smelliest part of your body at least that's what I've been told uh, get 20% off free shipping with this code WIN W-H-E-N that's the code WIN go to manscaped.com your balls will thank you 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag with the code WIN at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping and a free travel bag at manscaped.com and use code WIN and therefore when you get the travel bag you can send the you can make sure your your nuts are nicely groomed while you're on the road as well man i'm excited about this because this is the type of sponsor that we love here on what happened when so get your balls right son come on get that lawnmower gimmick going over your gimmick you'll be glad you did what's that promo code again the promo code is when w-h-e-n as in what happened when but it's when and you know you know what i was thinking about when when i when i and i by the way I, i've got manscaped products at home now that's how cool i am um I was thinking about Buff Bagwell. Really? And I was, yeah, I was thinking that. I wonder what his mother used to shave his bag. Well, I'm going to tell you, it wasn't as good as Manscaped because he'd nope. still be over. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Listen, when you That's when right. you, when you you use Manscaped, you're going to get over at home and you're going to stay over because your balls are going to stay fresh and clean. Run that lawnmower over your gimmick. Manscaped. Use that promo code WIN. Tony, I don't know about you, man. I'm ready to dig into Nitro now. I mean, I... I'm not going to say that, that Manscaped has got me fired up, but it might low-key have me fired up. I love being low-key fired up. You well, ready? Well, I mean, I, I was hoping at any time now. I mean, we've been talking about balls for minutes, and Lois hadn't come running up the stairs. What's it going to take to get her up here and give us a countdown? Okay, here she is, the one and only Lois Shivani with our countdown. Three, two, one, go. We start out with a nitro open and I was watching this, you know, as, and I'm, I was listening to the music. Cause I say every time that I didn't hear this music when I was doing the broadcast back then. And I also wonder why they had Lex Luger, one of his shitty clotheslines on the open here. Couldn't we find something else instead of that? But that's a hell of an open man. WCW Monday nitro. And we come to you by the way, from, Hey, Conrad. Las Vegas, the MGM Garden Grand Arena. Oh, I can't wait to never go back there. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I love this set. I love the Nitro Open. This hits me in the feels, baby. Yeah. Nostalgia in full effect. So you knew this was in Las Vegas. Did you watch this show this week ahead of time? Uh, I watched parts of it. I didn't watch enough of it. Did you watch it part? I did not. I'm seeing it for the first time since it happened. Here's me and Gene. What do you think he's saying right now? All right, everybody. I want to introduce with you a man who at least this time did show up to Las Vegas. He is the world heavyweight champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair. There's no way he's the champ in June of 97. Well, they introduced him as the champion here. Maybe they're saying the. 16 well, time or 13 time, whatever he was back. Okay. Then. Well, well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe it was a 16 time world heavyweight champion. Uh, or maybe Gene was just drunk then. I don't, I don't know. Boy, that's a nicely tailored jacket right there. It's a nicely tailored jacket, but the shit looking haircut. You didn't like flair with that haircut. No, not at all. I like flair better with the haircut. I mean, 
it felt weird when he was still trying to rock the long hair in the nineties. Like nobody was doing that back then. Here's why we picked this episode. Ta-da. Oh my God. Anytime Flair works with a mannequin it's gold. <laughs> no, this- I'm not talking about all the matches he had with Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> wow. This is a, a, a Roddy Piper mannequin here. How can you tell? Oh, that has an artificial hip. I see. Yeah. has an artificial, has no hips. As a matter of fact, hey, what, if, if it has no hips, what's she got a hold of? Is that his manscaped <laughs> gimmick? <laughs> That's right. She's got a hold of his manscaped gimmick. Mean by God, Gene. Wait a minute. Woo! Who is that lady uh, with the mannequin? Is that classy Francine? Uh, look at that. Shit. Oh, it fell off. Boy, uh, when the, when the ladies get, when anytime anybody gets around, uh, Nate, they just, they drop their skirt. What can you say? They, they, they apparently do. He wanted to cut a promo on Roddy Piper here. And, uh, mm. I, you know what, you know what it, it, it feels like to me, it what feels it? like to me. Well, <laughs> it feels like to me that they just got this mannequin kind of at the last moment. Don't really? Now, who would have been in charge of that? Was this been a David Crockett move? Yeah, it may, may have been a David Crockett move, but David may have not have been known, didn't been told about it till like, you know, like two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. What do what mean Gina Flair saying here? Yeah. Well, uh, which one of these girls are going to take your uh, gimmick in their throat? Oh, well, oh. Gene, uh, let me say this. Uh, these two girls are very young and yeah, but you've, you, uh, does he have a big dick? Yes, he oh my God. does. God. He's got a big dick and he gets really hard. <laughs> yes, I do, Gene. Oh, and, and I hold the dick like I hold this microphone no, right here with both no. hands. Uh, yeah, he fucked these two girls. Oh, I'm no, sure. wait, wait, wait. Well, what, what, we got to rethink our strategy on this. What are we doing? Well, I don't know. I mean, Ric Flair comes out with two beautiful young ladies and you think he hasn't at least tried to hit on them? I don't, I don't know what we're doing. What do you mean? You don't know what we're doing. Talking about putting gimmicks in throats and Peters and uh. <laughs> yeah, that's so unlike us. Is, <laughs> that that's that is really unlike what this uh, podcast has become. <laughs> but Gene, I would like to say hello to everybody. I I, I do want to let everybody know that uh, regardless of what you have seen from me on social media the last couple of weeks, I love everybody. I respect everybody. Oh God. I don't always show up for my bookings, but I always love everybody. Girls come on in here and rub against this whole thing. Now I'm talking about Gene's head. I'm talking about my gimmick. I love everybody. I love Sean Michaels. I love Conrad Thompson, especially I know he's in my family. I used to love Tony Schiavone, but I don't see him that much anymore. You know what I mean? Girls, baby, uh, girls. Let me ask you once again, do you take it in the pooper shooter? Oh, wait, hang on now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, well, yes, we do. What? You, you really do? Yes, we do. So, well, I don't know what to say. Here's what I want to say is that these skirts will go off tonight. They will fly off the mannequin tonight, and they will fly off these girls once we get back to the hotel. And, Gene, I'm staying at the Tropicana, which is old school. This is where I stay. That's right across the street here at the MGM Grand. And I want to let everybody know that Space Mountain is open all night long. See, the girls are going to get down there their knees like this. And I'm going to take, wow. What's he going to do here? What are we doing? I don't know. We, 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 listen, we get into this mode when Ric Flair is here. Okay. I mean, let's face it. 
He's an old fuck. Okay. Ric Flair is. He's an old fuck that used to fuck all kinds of women. Oh, gosh. And he used to drink all kinds of stoly sea breezes. Oh, no. And, well, yes, he did. And oh, my God. This good. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are rubbing up Gene. Look at that. They're, they're taking Gene, Gene's coat off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're taking his shirt off. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Oh, Gene trying to put the coat back on. Oh, then he's going to leave and Flair's going to dance. Woo. What a way to start Nitro, huh? And now we go to our broadcast team of Tony Schiavone, the living legend, Larry Zabisco and Mike Tanay. How about Look the decision how- to start in the ring before you come to the desk? That's a little unusual, huh? Yeah, it is a little unusual. I, probably Flair had somewhere to go. Boy, you freaking shivani the collar on that shirt. Look at there. You didn't even button. Like you see your little collar buttons below and you're like, ah, fuck it. See them. Okay. No, well, you don't, you don't button to the upper, the upper collar. No, not, on the, that not, shirt. not the tippy top shirt, but like, like instead of collar stays, you've got collar buttons. Oh, and I didn't button those and collar you didn't buttons. didn't do them. Cause you don't, you know, you're shivani <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I probably did. I probably just didn't give a fuck. Back you know then. what? We need to uh, give a shout out right fast because you just had a family member pop out another baby for you. Yes, we sure did. Uh, Madeline grace Shivani was born in New York city on the 12th of June, uh, at uh, Mount Sinai. And I, I was very fortunate to be able to be close enough to where I could drive over and, and see her Matt Shivani and his wife, Julianne had a, had a new baby. So that's two grandchildren within a month. For Man, us. God dang. Yeah. Shivani's have got enough coming to you to shampoo Buffalo. Well, that, you know, they have a lot, they have a lot to keep up with. The kids do with me. All right. Put, hey, uh, I got a question. Uh, I got a question for you. Oh, I don't know that I'm ready. Okay. Who's made, who's drawn more money, Chris Jericho or the macho man, Randy. Savage? You know, I'm so glad you asked me that because I was debating that all week with your great, your great close personal friend, uh, Dave flair. David Flair's my close personal friend. Oh, I mean, he thought you guys were friendly, but I'll tell him you said, fuck off. Well, yeah, I, I tell him I said, fuck off. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. What else? So anyway, so you debated that about who he thought that the macho man drew more money. And I thought than, Jericho did. And I thought Jericho did too. And, and that's a pretty good debate. And that would be hard to really put, put a number on, wouldn't it? Well, I thought so. And then I texted Dave Meltzer and he agreed with Dave and said it was Macho Man. And then I was just cantankerous. So I texted Bruce Mitchell and he said Macho Man. And then I thought that was bullshit. So I called Bruce Pritchard and he said Macho Man. Oh, I thought that was stupid. So I called Derek Bischoff and he said Macho Man. Okay. I called. Then after that, I was like, all right, let me go a little more new school. Let me call Mike Johnson. And he said Macho Man. All right. So here's the deal about drawing money. So right. we're wrong. That's, that's the deal. We're wrong. Okay. We're wrong. But to draw money, you have to be on top. Right. And that, okay. I'm not trying to defend thinking that Jericho drew more money than macho man, Randy Savage. And by no stretch of the imagination, am I saying that Jericho's a bigger star than the macho man was, but if you put macho man and Ricky steamboat in the most famous match they ever had in WrestleMania three, they didn't draw that house. Right. Hogan and giant drew that house. 
So you, you can't say that they drew the money for that one. So you can't put them say whatever that house was, it was drawn by the Macho Man. Macho Man drew a lot of money with Hogan. Ian Hogan had a pretty good run, as we know, See, and in the 80s. Here's my but, argument on that, though. Brother Love was in the main event against Hulk Hogan at Madison Square Garden, and it sold out. The Genius right. was in the main event against Hulk Hogan at Madison Square Garden, and it sold out. So if the genius and Bruce Pritchard can sell out against Hulk Hogan, and I don't mean this to disparage either one of those guys, especially when one of them is my best friend and the other guy. So, well, you know, I, I, uh, I think anybody could have drawn money with Hulk Hogan because it was Hulk Hogan. It wasn't whoever they were against. Now that being said, Macho Man is one of my top all time favorites, as you know, right? but I just think Jericho has been a top guy now for so long that he's got him on longevity. So I'm not saying maybe Jericho ever did a buy rate that I could compare with WrestleMania five, but against Hogan, I'm not saying that Hogan is the anomaly in that situation though, because Hogan did it against the giant Hogan did it with Piper Hogan did it with, you know, the rock. I mean, Hogan, Hogan did it with sting Hogan did it over and over and over years and years apart multiple times, but Jericho had much more longevity as a top guy to me than the macho man, because I think the macho man, we could count him as a draw in 86. I mean, in 87 and 88 and 89, but it dipped a little in 90. It dipped a little in 91, 92 was not great. 93 was not great. And then as we know, he didn't do much of, well, he just didn't do much for WCW in 94, 95. And then by the time 96 rolled around, he wasn't the tippy top guy and he never would be again. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And I think it's really hard. You, you just do this by what you think. I think it's very hard to really put a number to this who drew more money. But let's just say that they both have drawn a lot of money and they both have been big stars. And- oh, without question. I mean, listen, what a conversation for both to be in because each of these guys, you know, has had just tremendous success. And of course, the reason this came up is all elite wrestling once again sold out. Sears center. And, uh, you know, last year it took a half hour this year. It was under 15 minutes and supposedly more than 60,000 in line to buy tickets after now, you know, there's a lot of debate about that. You're not assuming that demand is a straight line, so to speak. So there's probably people who have multiple browsers and blah, 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 but most people weren't just buying one ticket either. Some were buying two, some were buying four either way. They could have sold more tickets than they did. The appetite is just second to none for all the wrestling right now. And Jericho's a part of that. And he was a part of, you know, popping a big house for new Japan. One of their biggest in many years for wrestle kingdom with him and Omega on top. And that's, that's sort of what I was getting at is Jericho, even after all these years, when he's positioned on top is still a draw. Yes, he is big time. And it's because he's a great talent. And he was a great talent back then. And he and Juventud Guerrero are watching right now. And Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero and all the other luchadors that were involved. Dean Malenko, they made the cruiserweight belt what it was. Listen, the 205 live and the 205, whatever they got going on now, just cannot compare to what we had back then. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. WWE's not presenting it in a way where fans... Right. Care anyway, you know, 205 Live is probably one of the more missed opportunities where I think people got really excited about the concept and what it could be, but then in the execution, womp, womp, womp. Well, missed that one, didn't he? Jesus, criminy Christ. 
Hey, so uh, wait, I, I, Jesus's middle name was Criminy. Criminy, yes, it was Criminy. Dude, it, I didn't it, know that. Well, what's the H for? Uh, H, uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, Criminy Ho Ho, I don't know. Watch out, suicide dive. That fan at ringside, who apparently has lung cancer as well, uh, was really excited about that. Uh, I, 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 I want to also bring up another point here as we're watching this, and it reminds me of what happened in Las Vegas. Here we're at the MGM Grand, and now we, you know, we uh, fast forward to what happened uh, recently during Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I, uh, wow, the 450 or the 460 or the whatever it's called, the one, the one. I was uh, seen at ringside, front row ringside, at the AEW show. Huh. That sounds like a like a pretty prime spot to be in. I mean, yeah, where, yeah. And I like I like to the... thank my my benefactor Conrad Thompson <laughs> for, prov- for providing me with those tickets. Uh, however, uh, b- but who look at that pickup power bomb? Do it again. I hear a butt coming. Yeah, you hear a big butt coming. But what? is that Lois I, coming up the stairs? What is that? <laughs> no, no. I. Uh, I, I did not want to be there and I didn't think I should be there. And I was conned into being there by you. No, that's not true. You're oh, conned oh. into being there by your son. Okay. Now here's what happened. You told me, I said, listen, I don't want to go. And you said, got front row ringside. Your son wants you to sit with him, which you were right. He did. He said, I've got some other guys there and I'm going to be there too. I, I was there. No, you weren't. I was expecting you would step aside of me. And you were in the back, said hello to the guys, and you and Megan and the family went out to dinner. So you you uh, you conned me into doing that. And the reason I didn't want to do that was because what happened was, and I probably talked about this earlier, what happened was exactly, here's a lion tamer, or now the walls of Jericho, uh, exactly what I thought would happen. Some slapdick would take my picture and say, Shivani looks bored at ringside. I wasn't bored. I had a great time. And so I felt bad about that. So I will not be at ringside. At the Sears Center. Well, that's good because uh, I don't have a ticket for you. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, well, no, here's uh, the, here's the real deal. You're going to be calling football, right? I'll be at football. I'll be so, doing football. I mean, if you're coming to Starcast this time in Chicago and you want to see Tony Schiavone, make sure your ass is there Thursday or Friday because he will not be there Saturday. Exactly right. And here's the walls of Jericho, or I'm sorry, the uh, the lion tamer from Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho, the Lionheart, is still your cruiserweight champion. All right, Chris Jericho. Hey, Chris, is it true that you didn't show up for StarCast? Oh, is God. it true that we only had a cardboard cutout of you at StarCast and you were supposed to have your silly ass there on Sunday? Tell me, is that true or is it not? Oh. And it's, it's, I need to know. Gene, first of all, I want you to thank me for being here. I've yet to be thanked. I've yet to be thanked by AEW. I've yet to be thanked by Conrad Thompson. I've yet to be thanked by you. I've yet to be thanked by the people here at the MGM. Wait a minute. I don't need to thank you for anything. Woo. Watch out. Here comes (laughs) X-Pac. By the way, Mm. this was one of my low key favorite little feuds and, and pairings of 1997. I didn't really know just how talented, and I mean this, I didn't know because I wasn't watching when he first popped off as the one, two, three kid. So the first time I really even saw Sean Waltman was here in the NWO. 
And I didn't really know how talented this guy was until his series of matches with Chris Jericho. And then I was like, oh shit. All right. I, I, I don't know enough about this guy. Well, Sean Waldman was really, when he was in his prime, one of the best performers ever. And here's another guy that we just put in the mix for the cruiserweight championship and the cruiserweight run. And it just made us, it made us sizzle. It really, really did. Can I, uh, can I ask you something? Yeah. Did you know that a few years ago, uh, Sean Waltman tore his butthole? Uh, okay. How did he tear his butthole? Hey, you remember the Bronco buster? The Bronco Buster. Yeah, he would put his opponent on the like the bottom turnbuckle. He'd get a running start, and then he would like bounce up and down on their chest. Right. Yes. Right. Well, that right. was called the Bronco Buster. Okay, got it. Well, he did that, and he missed. And uh, I mean, it was it was a planned spot. The guy moved, but he landed real hard, and it just it 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 tore his asshole. Good God! Not, not how, the kind how, of tear do, do you, you enjoy a different kind. Yeah, you know, I if I don't want to get into this, but if you got a torn asshole, how do you, do you let it heal on its own or sew it up or what? Uh, yeah, he had to have surgery. I mean, he had to go to the doctor's okay. office and they had to fix his asshole for him. You know, put Humpty Dumpty back together again. That's what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, he he had blood in his trunks, and I mean, I think he finished the match because that's just what he does. But then after that, it was like, hey man, I think I need to get my b hole checked out. I bet he did. I bet he did. Here's the best part of the whole deal though. As if tearing your asshole wasn't bad enough. He tore it in public. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But then it made TMZ. So then the whole world knows that you got a torn asshole. Alex, Wright, What the fuck are you doing here with guys that can work? Well, Gene, just let me say that I just walked out here and you stuck a microphone in front of my face. Unlike Jim Barnett, who stuck something else in front of my face. And I said, you an old man, you don't need to talk to me like that. Yes, I do. Gene. Absolutely. I know I'm not over, but I know that I would like to go for the cruiserweight title. What? What are you saying? (laughs) What did you say? I was going, I thought I heard you. Did you cough or something that time? Uh, I would just like, like to say that unlike what most people feel, I have not had sex with Jim Barnett. Uh, Matter of fact, I don't know anybody that had sex with Jim Barnett, and it's just a lie. He may like the way I dance. He may like the way my pack. Hey, get out of here, you German fuck. I got the things I got to do. We're going to be going uh, back to the ring here soon. Let's get him the fuck out of here. Chris Jericho's behind me. He can actually work. You fucking can't. Get out of here. We got to go to the next match. You're fired up today. Yeah, I'm kind of fired up about that. Uh, I don't know what we were trying to do with. I, you know, you, I, I jest here because Alex Wright was Alex Wright was a fine talent. He really was. I think he was misused. I mean, we made him. Uh, Why? Why do you think he was misused? I think he was used fine. Okay, you do. Yeah. Watch out! Wow, we we are just cruiserweighting the shit out of this show, aren't we? Dude, now this is what's up. Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko had. Uh, look at the fucking wildcat Willie. I'm going to slap Eric next time I see him. So, um, these guys had a series of matches in 1995, I think with, uh, right. ECW, Woo, just outstanding. The fans were so appreciative. Obviously those are some of the more, you know, quote unquote, smart fans. And they just had a real appreciation for the masterclass of wrestling. These guys would put on and now they're doing it here on a big stage, national TV live on TNT. You were, you guys were lucky to have two guys like this. 
Oh, yeah, we absolutely would. Look, look at the talent we've had already. Okay, Ric Flair comes out and does that stupid-ass interview at the beginning of the show, all right? But there's no denying his talent. Chris Jericho, Juventud Guerrero, Alex Wright, and now Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. That's pretty fucking loaded. And I got to tell you, uh, it is kind of weird that you, you know that your roster is banging when the weak spot is Alex Wright, because Alex Wright's a talented wrestler. And when right. he, if he's your weak spot, you got some hosses on your squad. Right. What did you think of Eddie's singlet? I always thought that singlet for him just did not fit. And I know it was part of his trademark. I just thought, you know, Eddie had a good enough body to where he didn't need a singlet. And the guys who usually wore singlets were guys who had to, were concerned about their belly popping out and things like that. And I mean, Wahoo wore a singlet late in his career. I just thought Eddie didn't need one. I thought that's what made it cool. Really? Yeah, but it's different. Yeah, well, it is different. I mean, the goal is to try to stand out. And it's not like he's going to stand out because he's seven foot tall. Right. But he could have stood stood out with uh, long tights like that without the singlet on top of it. Well, no, he'd right. eventually take the singlet off while he was with y'all. He would just wrestle with just pants eventually. Right. Well, look at this, man. These these two guys, you, you could tell how much they had worked together just by the way they worked with each other. You know the reason, though. I'm mean, just freestyling. But he probably wanted to make sure, you know, guys, sometimes guys are they're their own worst critics. Right. So he didn't want to take the top off mm-hmm. until he knew he had abs that, uh, right. you, you know. Sure. Look at that, man. Throwing him through the air. Nicely done by Dean Malenko. So we're in 97 here. June 30th of 1997. We're heading... Oh, uh, you know what? Let me, let me make you feel old. I'd had a driver's license for less than a week here. Did you really? Yeah. How about mm. that? God almighty. Thanks for making me feel old. You're welcome. <laughs> Listen, having five grandchildren makes you feel old enough, but knowing that my boss had a driver's license your, for a week here. Your boss. I'm not your fucking boss. You bro. are my fucking boss. You got to stop Watch. that. Hey. Listen, were you not bossing people around backstage at Starcast? No. Oh hell yeah, you were. No. So you're my boss, okay? Hang on. I wasn't I, bossing. I was I was coordinating. Yeah. Uh I was uh I've got a boss at home. We know her name, and I got a boss in my work. We know your name. Whoa. Hey, why are you being like this? You're being very mean to me. No, I'm not one, two, got a two count that time. It hurts my feelings a little. No, I, you, you can't hurt your feelings. That's true. Don't give me that bullshit. I wasn't mean though. You're sitting, you're okay. acting like I was mean. Hey, I, I do need to qualify something here. When I said, I didn't like David flair. I've always liked David flair. You just got to heat with me. The fact that he had sex with Stacy Keebler and I didn't get to see it. Boy, let me tell you, he's not selling that. Oh, I bet he's not. God damn. You want, you <laughs> want him to clam up and just shut up, not talk to nobody about nothing. Yeah, I know. It was weird. And I had the whole family out at dinner. You know, nine right. of us and you know, the, the conversation you've, you've been at dinner parties like this. It just gets to a lull, right? Yeah. It's like right. everybody's laughing, joking. And then there's like this just silence for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Well, so I wanted to keep the party going. So I was like, Hey Dave, tell us about Stacy Kibble's cooter. <laughs> and man, you just thought I had flaming turds hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> well, that's what we all wanted to know. Uh, and I, the reason I know that David was, doesn't want to talk about it as we see Chavo come in here, uh, is that when you had me on speakerphone with David, yeah, 
I, I said, David, you're a motherfucker. And, and he said, why? I said, you know why? And he knew why, but he didn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah. He knew why he had heat with me because of Stacey Keebler, but he didn't want to acknowledge it. He didn't want to talk about it because he's probably thinking that his, at your house, even though your house is large, vast, the Conradison, that someone may overhear us say Stacy's name. No, he, he legitimately no sells it. No matter yeah, well, the company, I don't blame. no matter the company you won't. So like, I don't think we can talk about it much longer. I think we got to like, put that to bed. Mm, that, that, that won't stop you. <laughs> oh God. By the way, somebody told me that they thought Chavo Guerrero was a dickhead in real life, but really? I, don't, I don't know. Chavo was Chavo Guerrero a dickhead in real life. Not to me. He wasn't not at all. I've never really even heard anybody say that. So it caught me yeah. off guard a little bit. I was like, really? I've never heard that. I mean, Bruce Pritchard loves him, but he loves, if your last name is Guerrero, Bruce wants to adopt you. Mm. Well, down in, in Houston, Texas, there are probably a lot of Guerreros down there. All right. I want to bring in now a young man who, uh, is, uh, w- without your mask on, I know you could get a lot of pussy. Oh, God. We are talking about, uh, 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 Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray, uh, you probably got a lot of, do you use the mask when you, uh, bang the chicks? Oh, well, mean Jean, I just want to say that, uh, uh, I, uh, you, you may think that because I'm small in stature that I have, uh, uh, not much going for me, but I do know that I'm big in many ways, big. Yes. Big in many ways. And now, uh, as you fast forward, into 2019, I'm still wrestling for the WWE, and now, Gene, I'd like to say that my bigness has gotten bigger. How's that gotten bigger there, Ray? Thanks to Blue Chew. That's right, Blue Chew has changed my life. Represent, absolutely. Blue Chew has changed my life, Gene. I not only can perform in the ring, even with a bad knee, I can perform out of the ring with my weenie, if you know what I say. Wait a minute, I want to hear more about this Blue Chew. Uh, no, you don't, Gene, because you had bad kidneys, and it wasn't for people with bad kidneys. It was for people like me. Come on now. You're talking about Blue Chew. I need to hear more about Blue Chew. Well, Gene, the only thing you need to know about Blue Chew is that if you are a listener of What Happened When, you can get your first order free. Only pay the shipping. Only pay the shipping. Oh, and he, here comes out a big guy. Speaking of a big guy, wait a minute, Kevin Nash. Come on out. Hey, I've heard of Blue Chew, and I know you can get your first order free. Only pay the $5 shipping by going to BlueChew.com, promo code WHW. That's BlueChew.com, promo code WHW. It can, I've heard, Ray, it can work twice as fast as the other ones. Well, I don't know about working fast, but I know it makes you super hard, Gene. And that's what I want to be when I leave the ring. Yay. And that's right. You may applaud that I get super hard. Well, wait a minute. Does he really get super hard? Well, Gene, I don't know about getting super hard, but I do know that give me SpectraVision, a bottle of Jergens, and some Blue Chew, and I'm done for the night, baby. <laughs> right, baby? Right. A big, a big, big diesel. I'm sorry. It's not big diesel. It is big Kevin Nash. What is going on here? What the fuck? We, we had a rest. No, we're doing a Blue Chew commercial here on what happened when. That's what happened when. Ray, I'm going to shake your hand. There he is, Ray Mysterio Jr., who got a lot of pussy this week. We'll be back. Uh, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. 
I'm fine. That this uh, this probably came out of uh, this probably came out of the Londart thing, didn't it? No, he Londarted him in '96. Uh, this is '97. Okay, all right, all right. Well, here's your buddy, huh? That's my boy. Here's your buddy. Here's your buddy, Eric Bischoff, riding on a Harley. If that's the uh, NWO bike, that's the one that he sold a few years ago for charity. Wow. Did you ever ride on a motorcycle? Nope. My dad was nope. in a, a real bad motorcycle wreck when I was a Ute, and he was in a coma for more than a month. So oh. motorcycle riding in my family is something that just doesn't happen and isn't talked about, and there will be a fist fight over it. So I've just been reared up my whole life to uh, stay away from motorcycles. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I have no desire to ride a motorcycle. I've just seen too many bad things happen, and I, I just don't get it. I I ridden a bicycle and I enjoy that, but a motorcycle, just hop in a car. All man, right. Man. When Hogan comes out with this shadow beard, this five o'clock shadow beard with the shades on inside of the bandana strutting ass a little bit, I got to say this was super cool back then, but it's been ruined for me now. And you know why? Mm, I don't know why bad money slam because <laughs> bad money slam walks around his fucking life every day in 2019 walking and dressing just like Hulk Hogan in 1997. Yeah. So I went from thinking this was cool to, well, goddamn, how cool can it be if fucking bad money slims doing it? Right. Do you realize that you and I created bad money slim? No, we didn't. Bad money. Slim has been over for a while. Really? But he hasn't been out in the, in the public eye. Like he's become with you and me. I would disagree. I think he uh, was first on the Taz show. And then, um, according to the rumor and innuendo, him and Silva jumped ship to uh, CTE. Wow. He was on the part of the Taz show? Yeah, I think he was like a caller every day. Mm. I mean, I didn't listen back then. Uh, right. But it was before I really got into podcasts. But anyway, that, wow. that's the rumor and innuendo. But you know what? I'm glad to have Bad Money Slim on the squad. Yeah, I am too. He's a good guy. Good guy to have around. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. Okay. No, he's a good guy to have around. He really is. I, I have a lot of time for Bad Money Slim. And you know what's funny is I keep mixing him up with uh, Carl Anderson. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because they both have don't have hair on their head. Well, maybe, well, maybe they both use Manscaped too. I mean, a guy who spends as much time... On his face as Bad Money Slim, he's probably using Manscaped too, right? I would think so. Well, you know something, brother? I came out of here and I heard Ray Mysterio talk about Blue Chew. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I want to talk about Blue Chew myself. That's exactly right, brother. Eric, hold that microphone like you hold. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Blue Chew skips, ships discreetly to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew chewables are prescribed online by a doctor, brother. And made in the USA. Blue Chew gives your confidence in bed every time, brother. And you and your partner will love it. Chew it and do it. That's right. $5 shipping. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WHW. Do it. And, or chew it, I should say. And do it, brother. I have a question. Yeah. How many, uh, how many more Blue Chew commercials are we going to do today? <laughs> I just thought, I mean, it was kind of a common thing. Well, you know, we'll do as many blue chew commercials as I want to Conrad, because look at the guns on my arm. These guns weren't put here by blue chew, 
but Blue Chew put something somewhere else, brother. So as long as Hulk Hogan wants to talk about Blue Chew, we'll talk about it because Hulk Hogan is in charge of this podcast now, just like Hulk Hogan was in charge of WCW back then. If I didn't want to do a job, brother, if that wasn't good for me, if I, my creative didn't think we could do it, uh, you smile there, Eric, then we wouldn't do it. So if I want to talk about Blue Chew, brother, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I run the company, Eric, uh, uh, Hulk, I run the company. I'm the man that signs the paychecks. I'm the man that brought you here. I'm the man that made WCW what it was. Yeah, but brother, that's, yeah, I was. No, well, no but what you got to see here, brother, is that didn't work for me. If I say that didn't work for me, brother, that means it didn't work for me. What's working for me right now is Blue Chew. So I want to tell Conrad Thompson out there that if I want to talk about Blue Chew during my commercial, during my promo, I'll talk about Blue Chew because I am Hulk Hogan, brother. So, so he's kind of taken over this podcast here, you see, and he's going on and on and on about Blue Chew. Hey, did you hear that? Um. Stone Cold Steve Austin's coming back to podcasting. I didn't know he left. Yeah. He hadn't been doing them for several months. Hmm. Uh, is he going to do them with you? No. Okay. But his first guest is Tony Cowan. Oh my God. What do you think about that? That's very interesting, isn't it? What do you think? I don't know. Are we reading too much into that? I didn't read anything to it. I told you he's coming well, back. You, to see, the you asked me, what do I think? Well, but you would say, ever... what do you think? What do you think? If I, if you want me to read something into it, no, I just mean that Austin's coming back to podcasting. Isn't that great? Yes. I think it's great. And I think it's great. He's going to be talking to Tony Khan. You know, I've never met Tony, but I understand he's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, he, I saved you a spot for him at the dinner table. Oh, don't, don't start that again. Don't start that again. Don't start that again. Um, uh, all but right. I never met Tony Khan, but I understand he's a great guy and I'm sure he'll, he'll do a great job on the podcast with him. Great. <laughs> great. What a crowd we had. So we, but what have we given the fans so far here? Uh, uh free tickets. It's Las Vegas. Y'all never sold out <laughs> shit at MGM grand. Did you know that, that you never sold out MGM grand? I did not know that. I knew we filled it up, but I did not know it, how, uh, how many tickets would we have sold or how many did we have to paper for something like this? Hello, grandpa. Do you take blue chew? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh man. We lost this guy a few years ago. Remember Hector Garza? Hector Garza was good performer, man. And not only that, he was a very handsome man. I never liked this though. He died in, uh, like may of 2013, I think. Yeah. I mean, he did that corkscrew plancha off the top and. I didn't mind him doing it on one, but when he did it like on four or five guys, I thought that was kind of overdone, but hell, he I missed, mean, compared he to what show. we see now, what the fuck? He missed a show for y'all in 97 or 98. And I mm -hmm. think, I think one of the, I forget exactly when, but it was sometime in 97 or 98. And the rumor mill was the reason the excuse he gave y'all was that he dropped a, um, window unit air conditioner on his foot and couldn't travel. Did you hear that? Yeah. I'd heard that story. That sounds make-believe, man. Does it not? <laughs> Can you imagine if Hulk Hogan was like, not going to make it, brother. Yeah. Put, putting in one of those Samsung window units up in Brooks' room. It's hot down here in Tampa, you know, especially when you've been hanging and banging with the heavy metal. And Anyway, drop that motherfucker on my foot, so 
not going to be able to make Starcade. Oh, it just, uh, it just makes me think of how tough it is. And you know, this firsthand now running two Starcasts. how tough it is to deal with wrestlers. It really is. Most of them are good guys. Most of them are, will do and will be there and do what you want, but there's always a handful and those handfuls just tainted for everybody. You know, Did you see the empty seats in the upper deck when I got that shot. I did not. I didn't when, notice when they that. shoot I, ramp side. Uh-huh. Look, look. Bam, 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 bam. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, and going up against Hector Garza here is one of my favorites. Uh, I haven't talked with him for quite a while, but he probably thinks you're trying to look for a job. Yeah. That's why I don't talk to him. You're weird like that. Uh, I don't want him to think I want a job. So I'll just, I'll just delete his number and never call him again. Well, I mean, I, I just don't look. What's wrong with just sending somebody a text of a funny joke? Like in my real life, I send, you know, funny things I see on the internet to a friend and it makes them laugh. And you're like, ah, he'll think I want a job. I don't want a job. Well, anyway, do you need me for Starcast three? Oh, I'm back with MLW by the way. (laughs) Okay. I am doing MLW for one, one, one thing this summer. One. It's probably going to be in like three or four shows. But <laughs> I'm doing uh, one day of voiceover. I love you. I'm only going back for one show. Okay. It's three shows, maybe four. <laughs> I love that. It really is like the fucking Godfather with you and wrestling. Just when I thought I was out. Yeah. Pulling me back in. Hey, That's so, um, we haven't spent a lot of time lately here on the show talking about baseball. Right. Because this is not a baseball podcast, but it is a big part of your life and you're on the road as we're taping this right now in some random part of the country where in the world is slapdick Tony Schiavone, Syracuse, New York. Are you going to go to the uh, school, try to get a broadcasting degree, learn how to pronounce library? No. Okay. No, I'm not, but I probably should have because it's pretty apparent that guys who went to Syracuse, only thing they had to do. Only thing they had to do was go. What he missed fuck? again. Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Regal should have taken one step in. How did he let him do that? I feel like <laughs> Regal just intentionally dodged that. I'm like, fuck that. Uh, that does not look God. safe. Where was I? Oh, only thing you have to do is take broadcasting one one suck a professor's dick and oh. you can get a job at ESPN. If you're, if you're at Syracuse, boy, you're coming in hot today. Can we just call it? Um, no, I'm kidding. I've got a lot of friends who went to Syracuse and, uh, and a lot of good broadcasters who went to Syracuse. I'm, I'm just being funny, being irreverent. Uh, and this is a good place to go. It's a, it's a, it's a fine sports town. I feel like you've, uh, you've been extra dirty today. Is everything okay at oh. home? Well, Hey, look at our sponsors. Yeah. Okay. Lawnmowers and blue chew. Lawnmowers and blue chew. And have we talked about blue chew yet today? Can you shut the fuck up about blue chew? Hey, by the way, if you like sex, you'll like blue chew, Conrad. God damn it. Again. Um, just wanted to make Steven Regal wins that and Steven Regal is not happy, but he is your world television champion. Don't touch my belt. You fat ogre of a referee. I don't know why that was funny the way you said that, but it was. 
I try to be funny. It's WCW Monday Nitro, and we'll be right back. You're not always funny. No, I know I'm not always funny. That's why I kind of just, you know, lean on you a lot because you are. No, funny. I'm not always funny. Oh, hey, yeah. You always hey, so are. Funny. You recently oh. did. We should plug this. You, you don't make yeah. podcast appearances all that often. In fact, right. you try not to because you think it takes away from what we're doing here, but you recently made an exception. Uh huh. You're on Casio's cut. You're going to plug it here. That's what we're doing. Oh, okay. Yes. I was on Casio's cut. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> All right. There's Scott Steiner. Uh, he's okay. almost as eloquent as you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, I really, uh, he had me, uh, advertise as Tony F. Shivani. What was the F for? Fucking <laughs> motherfucker. What? Yeah. Hang on I'm now. Just... <laughs> Tony fucking Shivani. That's cool. Tony. I don't know if you know, but that's Jim Ross's middle name too. <laughs> Jim fucking Ross. Yeah. J fucking R J F R. Her. Um, yeah, I was on his podcast. Uh, you know, I've been on Jay Z's podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and- we talked about that. <laughs> oh God. The analogy I gave for Jay Z's podcast was you could have stood out in front of your house on your lawn and just yelled at traffic and more people would have heard you. Than they did on Jay Z's podcast. Now check this out. This is fun stuff. You got the outsiders leading the B team NWO down. Well, Waltman's there too, but so wait, is that Chono in the back? Yes, it is. One of the biggest stars stars in the world in the back behind Virgil. (laughs) That's real. Yeah. Buff Bagwell standing in front of Masahiro Chono. Oh, good God. And by now way, we wonder why the NWO went to shit. By, oh, I got to ask you something. He's okay. going to be mad that I'm talking about this like this, but I don't care. Okay. David Flair thinks Kevin Nash was terrible on the mic. What? I know. We watched the show together and he's like, God, I got a Kevin Nash promo. I was like, what? He's like, oh man, he's not a good promo. I'm like, hang on. What now? Like that just it legitimately took me back. He's like, well, I don't know. I just didn't like, it. and I guess everybody's entitled to their opinion. Like, you know, right. which one they like better or what entertained them or what didn't. And you never know what it is for anybody, but he was like, nah, I don't know why, but that just caught me off guard. I've never heard anybody say that about fucking Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash that, is a that's, great promo. That's wrong. Kevin Nash's promos were kind of like Kevin Nash. And I think those made the best promos guys who didn't sound like they were doing a promo. Right. Rick Flair was like that. Dusty Rhodes was like that. Scott Hall was like that. Uh, Kevin Nash was like that. Tell me more. Uh, I don't know. I, I could think of some others. Steve Regal. I mean, they just guys who Chris Jericho, uh, Cody Rhodes all sound like they're not doing. Are you just saying names right now? I feel like you're just naming names. <laughs> no. Uh, here's another name. Oh, I thought of another one. <laughs> Oh, and now I've got this one. What about this name? Uh, Scott Norton, one, two, three kid, Masahiro Chono, all those guys. <laughs> See Gene, what it is right here that we have all signed up for blue chew and, uh, it's all going to come to our house in a discreet package. That's right. What, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this again? 
we did. We can't have 30 of these. People aren't going to listen. Listen, everybody knows that Blue Chew gets their dick real, real hard, so hard even a cat couldn't scratch it. But if you keep doing this, people are going to be turned off to the show and they're going to be mad nah, at Blue Chew, and it's not even their fault. <laughs> they bought one ad and you've done seven so far. Stop it. Okay. No more Blue Chew. <laughs> I mean, I, your wife's going to make you stop it when you use blue. Chew. I can't stop either now. God damn it. <laughs> oh man. Wow. All right. We go back to look at Mark Madden. Would you on the right and Gene Okerlund and Chris Jericho. They're all thinking, what are we fucking doing here with Mark Madden? Uh, and Mark won't shut up. Mark, if you'll just shut up for a minute, I'll say something. Hey, Mark was Mark was a lot of fun, wasn't he? At Starcast. Oh, I love Mark Madden. Mark yeah, Madden too, gets man. a bad rap. He does yeah. get a bad rap. The deal is, he's tr- you know that's the business he's in. He's in the I want to be argumentative, cantankerous. I've got to be a shock. I mean, that's what radio is, right? You know, and not all radio, but that's the his brand of radio. So we need to just fucking you know appreciate the gimmick he's working because in yeah. real life he's a fucking cool guy. And he, he, he's great at what he does. He's great about being argumentative yes. and great about being on the edge. And he's always been that way. I thought he was a good color guy. And if people on, on Twitter will, will say, you know, what was it like working with Madden? He was, he sucked. No, he didn't suck. Mark Madden was a pro man. And uh, he was a pro for us at Starcast, and have a lot of time for him and, and Scott Hudson and Sean Mooney and David Crockett and uh, all the guys that work with us, uh, uh, and Starcast, I'm missing. I know I'm missing somebody. Mike Johnson, all the guys who work with us, Starcast, great guys. Um, but now uh, Sonny Ono, uh, and <laughs> uh, and wait a minute, Super Callow. I was trying to think of the guy's name. Super Callow, fragilistic expialidocious. Why did you never give him a test in the Vince Russo era? Yeah, I kept expecting any week. Fragilistic expialidocious as a wrestler. Yeah, I should have, but I wanted to respect the luchadors. Wait, no, no, no. I'm not saying you. I'm saying I thought someone was going to make him a tag team partner. Oh, I got it. Okay. Why didn't, why didn't, why didn't somebody do that? I don't know. I, I I wasn't booking Ask the booking committee. Well, I'm asking you motherfucker. You know, that's the kind of show we do here. Okay. We ask each other questions and whatnot. We make conversation and whatnot. We do a lot of whatnot. You're right about that. A lot of whatnot in this, in this part of the country. Hey, speaking of being a part of the country, I want to say hello to everybody in St. Louis and Baltimore this weekend. As we're dropping this podcast, we're going to be in both those towns. Conrad. I'm pretty excited about it. We're returning to St. Louis. Uh, I've been there with uh, Bruce Pritchard now. I think twice, and I've been there with Eric Bischoff once. Really looking forward to uh, getting back there with you. Tickets are on sale now at TonyAndConradLive.com. And uh, believe it or not, there's still stories we can't tell here on the podcast. So we're going to tell them there. I can't believe that we're actually saying that because we tell almost everything here. But there's some things that Tony's like, oh, no, we can't talk about that. But he's agreed to do it. So at the show. You'll be able to uh, hear the stories we can't tell on the air. I'm looking forward to uh, what you've been saving for us, buddy. That's uh, this Saturday, the 22nd at Off Broadway, as Conrad said, at TonyandConradLive.com. The next day, we've got a matinee show at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Ooh, 
Wow. Jimmy's Famous Seafood and tickets available at whathappenedwhenlive.com. And that's a one o'clock show there. So we'll be in Baltimore at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. A lot of shows have been there before, and I look forward to being there for the first time. I'm looking forward to it, too, because... They're the best crab cakes in the world. And, uh, I think you're going to love John who is, uh, one of the owners there at Jimmy's famous seafood. And it's, uh, it's a heritage business for him and his family. And they take such great care of us and the wrestling fans. And, you know, it's a, it's a wrestling fan. It's the perfect restaurant for a wrestling fan. I'll say that. Here comes La Parca. The chairman of WCW, he must be going to break that chair. Let me tell you uh, what you will not be hearing at StarCast 3. What? Here comes LaParka. <laughs> Why is that? I, I Just read between just, the lines, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> I uh, spent a little time with LaParka during the last StarCast. Look at this, man. Pick up Hoovy. Come on. Who, what the fuck's... <laughs> You talk about misdirection shit going on, going on here. Good God. Well, we're giving them some action. I got to at least say that. We're giving them some action. <laughs> we were, and let's go to a break. what do you think of that gimmick chair? Uh, I think it sucked. You didn't like the wooden chairs? No, because it, it was like a, it was like a, uh, a siren. It's going to break. But we just covered it last week when they swung one and it didn't break. Mm-hmm. We did. I don't remember that. Yeah. You blocked out all the painful memories. <laughs> okay. I guess we're starting our second hour now of uh, WCW Monday Nitro because we saw the Heenan sign and we had the pyro and, uh, you know, how many, how many we actually sold for this show in a, Jesus Christ. Numbers about paper and things like that usually wouldn't make yeah. the observer. He would just go into great details for the big shows, the pay-per-views. I mean, he might mention, you know, what the attendance was, but he didn't usually post, you know, gates and things like that for TV unless it was something special. Good God. Masahiro Chono coming out and then they got this guy with him. What the fuck? And by the way, Masahiro Chono has a fucking sword. You know what? And I think, I think Buff Bay have seen that because, and you may not even remember this, but no, I'm sure you don't, but I'm going to take a stab at it anyway. Did you ever hear that there was a group in, um, the WWF called Kayantai? No. There was a group called Kayantai and they took issue with, um, their manager's wife sleeping with the porn star Val Venus. Did you know they had a porn star character on the other show? Yes. I do know that Val Venus was a porn star character on the other show. Okay. So, so this is sounding good. What they did is to get revenge on Val Venus for having sex with their manager's wife is they, um, choppy, choppy, his PP. Really? They choppied his PP. Nah, that was the phrase choppy, choppy, your PP. Okay. And now when I see Masahiro Chono carrying a sword and I've seen buff Bagwell naked, I feel like maybe he too slept with that man's wife because someone clearly choppy, choppied his PP. 
Because uh, and that's, what, what that's he, well documented. Yeah. What he showed off on Showtime mm-hmm. was just the remnants. Oh, he's choppy, choppy, pee-peed. Uh, he has so a now- fucking sword in the ring right now. And, and the stupid-ass Mongo's like, I got this briefcase. You come <laughs> at me with that sword, I'm going to swing his briefcase. Well, the Halliburton's pretty tough briefcase. You Shut could probably the fuck block up. This. He's just got saying. a sword. Do you has- ever have a Halliburton? He- yes, I have one right now. But okay. He has a sword. That, that Halliburton could probably block it. Listen, you think the sword could chop a Halliburton in half? You, it's it's one old cliche, but I'm going to say it right here. Don't bring a Halliburton to a sword fight. Don't bring Buff Bagwell to a main event match either. Good God. Oh, Deborah ringside. Bless her heart. Are you okay? I was wondering how long it was going to take for you to. Yeah, I was watching her as you were, you were talking about choppy PP. What's up with that? I don't know. You're the one that brought up choppy PP. What is up that Val Venus got his PP chopped. Really? That's well known. No, no, it wasn't like, I mean, they didn't shoot chop it, Tony. It's a gimmick, you know, wrestling's not real. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, okay. So that was a gimmick. It wasn't real. Okay. It wasn't a shoot chop. They didn't win this sh- <laughs> a shoot chop. <laughs> hey, uh, all these babies that your family is cranking out y'all, y'all choppy choppy and PP or what are y'all doing on that? I don't know. Uh, you don't ask all my, me? all my kids are grown now. They got their own families. I don't ask. I don't know. I don't know. I was told that there's a lot of Q-tip maintenance involved. If you don't <laughs> Q-tip maintenance, if you gotta, if you, oh, so if you still got a turkey gobbler, you got to use Q-tips, right? Well, you got to clean that rascal. Okay. Hmm. Is that not what you heard? You you just oh you just roll stinky. <laughs> we are talking about circumcised penises now. Where is this show gone? Wait, is this real right now? That's what yeah, you have an I, issue with after all the shit you've said on this show. Well, I've I've tried to clean it up. I tried to slow it down a little bit, and now all of a sudden, every time I try to slow it down. You want to talk about choppy pee-pee, and you also <laughs> want to talk about Q-tip to the uh, the uncircumcised well, turkey gut. I, I never said any of those phrases. I said okay. Q-tip maintenance, and then you got all explicit and weird. That wasn't me. <laughs> I'm weird. <clears throat> Let's get back to wrestling, okay, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah, okay. I've been dying to talk about it. Yeah, man. Masahiro Chono was a hell of a performer, wasn't he? Um. He really was. I mean, he was, he was very good. I think he was very, very misused by us. I hate that I'm saying this into a microphone right now, but uh, remind me to tell you something about Masahiro Chono off air. Okay. When we hang up, when we stop, when we click stop. All right. You and I need to have a quick combo. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I don't <laughs> flare. Wow. And everything that Benoit did was just so snug and stiff and as they say, strong style. That's what they say. That's what they say. Speaking of strong style, uh, man, I've, I've been, I've started watching more of, uh, Japanese wrestling as of late. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I slowly, oh fuck. How you like it? Yeah. I, I, I love it, but I would throw it out. I would throw it out too. If fucking this motherfucker came in, throw the match out. Virgil's in Vincent's in somebody's in Mike Jones is Who? in 
Ah, and they throw it out. The horsemen are your winner. See? That Halliburton case protected him. He didn't use that, did he? He didn't use that sword. Tony, we haven't talked about it, but I feel like we should address it. How was your father's day? Uh, it was quiet. All right, man. That I'm, was I'm, on, I'm on the road. I, I get texts from my kids. It's not like I had a cookout at the house or anything like that. Can I, can next year, can I make plans to spend it with you so you don't have to be alone? <laughs> yes. I'll bring my dad and, and okay. I'll, and I'll, we'll go to lunch and I'll call you guys my two dads. Okay. All right. What do you think Kevin Sullivan's thinking about here as he's hitting Chris Benoit in the head with the fucking mm-hmm. two by four? I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> we finally found a place. Tony didn't want to go. <laughs> well, uh, this was a, uh, hot times. Yeah, man. Speaking of uncircumcised turkey gobblers. Yeah. I mean, I was told that he used to put candles in there for birthdays. Right. Right. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. A birthday party. Well, this, action. this is one of those things that we kind of made. Uh, we took reality and made into an angle. Do you think Kevin Sullivan, I'm not saying this to be funny, but do you think he was just like, is it like a coping thing for him? Well, it could have been. It could have been a coping thing for him, but it's also the fact that Kevin would do anything for business. He really would. Uh, to the where to the point that he would blur the line between reality and and wrestling. That's just the way he was. You know, I t- t- to me, Conrad. I know you know you've met Kevin too. To me, Kevin's going to go down as one of the greats, and and I'm talking about one of the great minds in wrestling. That he did a lot for the business. That is, he's really. His, his tenure in the business is really low key, but you know, he's still doing things with, uh, with universal wrestling or whatever they got going on. He still gets involved and he just, he, he would, he would do something like this, but to say it was a coping, it could have been with him. Who knows? Wow. And now we go to Mortis and wrath. I guess this is Mortis and Wrath, right? Well, why why wouldn't it be? I don't know. You never know. I think they're about to squash high voltage. High voltage rocking. You an ACDC fan? Mm-hmm. Did you know that they stole that high voltage gimmick from Matt Hardy? They stole it from Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy was trying to get hired by WCW, and he would send in tapes, you know, highlight clips of his moves and matches and promos. And he would refer to himself as high voltage. And supposedly, uh, Canyon can has confirmed to Matt Hardy back in the day that when that tape came in, they were watching it in the power plant and somebody said, Oh, that's a fucking great name. Ta-da. High voltage debuted on TV. Well, who's had the last laugh, right? Uh, well, I mean, clearly it's chaos. (laughs) <laughs> or rage no. chaos and rage those they were good kids man i think one of these guys is a football coach over in your area that i'm not sure about and it's probably uh the kid right there isn't it a shame that canyon's gone can you imagine 
what role he would play in wrestling right now as creative as he was. I mean, he'd have to be working, uh, you know, what NXT or AEW or somewhere as a coach or agent or something, right? Sure. He would. That's a, that's uh, look who it is. Ernest Miller going to sneak in on the far side glacier down below. Wow. Blood runs cold, baby. Yeah, here he you comes. Know what? Even though I want to make fun of it, look at the crowd. They're all standing. Whoa. Fuck. Man. That's good shit right there, wasn't it? Dude, look at how, that finish. How athletic was Cap to jump up there and do Holy Amazing. shit, high voltage got a win on TV. Not Saturday night either. No, it was and it was Ernest Miller jumping up on top. That fucking kick man Ernest and Glacier. Uh by the way, uh Vandenberg has said that, uh, he had a lot of fun on the road with Mortis. This is probably a lot of guys time of their lives, huh? Yeah. Making a bunch of money on the road. Your big TV stars. Most places you go, somebody recognizes you because wrestling's so damn hot. Right. Probably pretty fun. Yeah. You know, we were talking about what Chris Canyon could, uh, could bring the business. Now you're right, man. He was creative. He had a great mind for the business. Uh, and he loved the business too. Really, really loved it. And it's a shame. It is a shame. There's been a lot of sad stories in wrestling. None sadder than yours. Really? (laughs) When you're working for the biggest company in the world, making the most money you've ever made working for Vince McMahon (laughs) and your wife says, I miss it. Nana. And then you find yourself trying to call, give believable play by play on a RoboCop angle. <laughs> oh, now I'm fucking depressed. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> None sadder than yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, what hey, friends all are those, for. All those Von Eric kids dead. Not as sad as your story. <laughs> what can I say? Oh God! <laughs> wow, I'm gonna cry now. Yeah, let's. Well, who's in this limousine? Whose limousine is it? Will we tear it up and have to buy this limousine before the night is over? We'll find out on Nitro. As you can see, the cameraman walking up. Oh, it was always there was always who's in the limousine? Who's in the limousine? I didn't give a fuck who was in the limousine. Look at Enid. <laughs> my god look at gene <laughs> oakland that's the best uh brother these these uh pay-per-view promos mm-hmm. were done so far in advance usually had no fucking real way of i mean right why couldn't you just reshoot it to get the shit right exactly why couldn't you why couldn't you reshoot it why couldn't you and i always i always ask that question and i never got an answer why couldn't you reshoot it just for our show to put it in our show to make it seem like something? I think Who I have the up? answer. Okay. Nobody. Hey, can. 1-800-COLLECT on the road. I am Lee Marshall and I found a weasel up my butt. That's right. It's not Bobby the Brain Heenan. I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee, where there's a weasel up my butt. And I'm not talking about Tony the Tiger, who is great. I just want to let you know there's a weasel up my butt and there's one up your butt too as well Shivani and his name is Bobby the Brain Heasen Heenan did I say Heasen <laughs> Bobby the Brain Heasen 
Bobby the Brain Heathen. Did I say there's a weasel up my butt? Yes. That's what you said. <laughs> uh, I like these 1 800 collect. Oh, what about me? Hey, I got in touch with him recently. Really? Yeah, we, we texted back and forth because he's the one that got me into uh, enjoying uh, Swamp Thing, the uh, the comic book. And Swamp Thing just debuted recently on uh, DC Universe. And we text back and forth about watching Swamp Thing. So it was good to reconnect with him. One of the, Just uh, one of my favorite guys. He really is. Odelay! That's enough. That's enough. Conan, buddy. Conan and your favor are going to go up here. I, Jeff Jarrett. By the way, I think Conan's one of the funniest, most charismatic, low-key dudes in wrestling. Mm. Yeah, he was back then. That's enough. I love that. That's enough. Why is that so funny? I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Just reeking heat. That's enough. What, I, what did Karen ever see in this guy? The fuck? Why are you hating on him for real? <laughs> like I, I mean, I, I, I'm busted. I don't hate on anybody for real. I yeah. just try to be. I don't know. It sounded like he did talking about his wife. Okay. Jesus, make fun of his penis like me or something. Yeah, okay. Look at you think you think he needed blue chew for his penis? Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> You're gonna have to stop this. <laughs> okay. People are gonna stop listening. That's for no, they're not. We're gonna No, they're them. not. No, they're not. All ten no. of our listeners are gonna riot. <laughs> it's gonna be a blue chew walkout. Oh. Conan and Jeff Jarrett, US title on the line. Ring the bell. Here we go. You think by now that, uh, well, Flair is now he's wrestled. You think he's having sex with those two young, lovely ladies. Hmm. You think, I don't know. Do you think Beth watched? No, just, I was just questioned that I've always wondered over the top. No, let me assure you that she did not watch. Okay. Well, okay. That's weird. I mean, all those times you cheated on Lois. Do you think? Wow. Lois was there. Wow. What? Wow. That's that. That's really, that's coming in hot. Wait a minute. That's, now that's ex- literally what you just said about my father-in-law. I just repeated it back and changed the name from <laughs> Beth to Lois. Okay. That's really coming in hot. Uh, meanwhile, back at the match. Wait, hang on. We're not going to talk about all the times that you got hand jobs on the road. No, we, because they, that's not true. It, it's not true. Look at this. Uh, trying to single leg pickup here and, oh, he tried an enziguri and he missed. He missed an enziguri full arm drag and twist full arm drag and twist and a snapmare takeover over the top. He's going to kick him. Conan could do some shit, man. Couldn't he? Yep. He was a good wrestler. Yes, he was. He did lots of good wrestling things. <laughs> yes, he did lots of good wrestling things. He did. And Jeff Jarrett did too. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's gimmick here. Uh, the look while I'll admit is different. And that's what mm-hmm. he was going for was he wanted something different. 
Eric Bischoff fucking hates it. Really? Every time we go back and we review a show and he's wearing Jeff Jarrett's dress like this, which was his entire WCW run. Bischoff just goes on and on and on about how bad it is. And I feel like it's like the 1997 version of a Brutus, the barber beefcake outfit. You can't tell me I, the booty man wouldn't wear that. Cause he would. Okay. You know what? I, I get all that, but Eric was the boss. Why didn't he stop him from wearing it? Why didn't he say, Jeff, I don't want that anymore. Did you Did see what he so let you wear on TV? And you're the face of the show. <laughs> if I'm the face of the show, then that's the reason why we went to shit. Yeah. Cause I was I not the face of the show. You couldn't even fucking button your, your collar. <laughs> why do you bring it back on me every time? Why didn't your buddy, Eric Bischoff, if he hated this look so much, why didn't he get rid of Jeff Jarrett? Look, why, why didn't he get rid of Jeff Jarrett's look? I love that move from Conan where he's like, nope. Okay. If I got to break the hole, cause he's touching the rope, I'll just grab the thing, touching the rope. He ain't touching it no more. <laughs> I ain't breaking this hold. Wow. You, you gotta admit though. I mean, look who we've had wrestle on the show. Oh, all stars. I mean, all just, stars. Absolutely. Top to bottom. It's no wonder Every- that you guys were beating the WWF. I mean, you had a superior talent, you know, it's just, I mean, that's reality. Right. And I think the criticism at the time would be that WCW's main event was weak, you know, because Meltzer hated Hogan, um, but that the undercard was super strong and the opposite was true for the WWF. So the undercard was kind of weak, but the tippy top, the Sean and Brett stuff, that's that work was great. And here comes flair. And famously that's a robe that they would cut up, uh, later this year at the war games in 1997, when they would, uh, have Mr. Perfect refuse my spot mm. and join the NWO. They cut the sleeves off of that one. That was a good robe too. With the big, uh, the big. Not actual feathers, but the design of like feathers and the way the sleeves were done. I mean, Olivia worked her ass off on that one. That's a good robe. That is a good robe. I think, uh, the big show still has one of those sleeves in his private collection. I wonder where the sleeveless robe wound up. So Conan has to submit because flair helps Jared out. Yeah. Because they were trying to low key make Jared a horseman here. Right. But Jarrett's going, of course, going to have issues with Mongo because of Deborah. Deborah was causing a lot of problems back then. I could see where she would. Like he's asking him, come on, let's fucking go. And he's like, I got to get my bill. <laughs> now, Jarrett probably disagrees and says he's not doing a flare imitation. Jarrett is being from Memphis. I would, I would venture to say was doing a Jackie Fargo strut. Right. But, uh, the fact is, is that the audience related it to flair wit because the audience on a nationwide level did not know Jackie Fargo here. I want to ask you something. Come over here, Jeff Jarrett. I need to ask you a question. Is it true? Now I just want to know, is it true that you're trying to copy this guy, the nature boy, Rick Flair? Well, Gene Oakland, let me tell you that, uh, that was a Jackie, Jackie Fargo strut. And I'm from Tennessee where we come. We never heard of the nature boy, Rick Flair. I know he's from North Carolina. The fact is that I is doing the Jackie Fargo strut. Now, Eric Bischoff may not like what I'm wearing, but I want to let Eric Bischoff know something. I'm going to be in the business a whole lot longer than he is. You see, I'm going to be an agent one day for Vince McMahon. When Vince McMahon tells me to take a shit, 
I'll say, yes, sir. I'll take a shit. And, and the fact is that I'm going to become an agent and Eric Bischoff is going to ride off in the sunset somewhere in Canada, dropping in all these small towns, working for Conrad Thompson and me, I'm going to be a miserable fuck as the producer or an agent behind the scenes for the WWE. Well, I got to say the fact is Rick, where were you at Starcast? Well, mean gene, uh, I was sick and I just like to say that uh, I love everybody. I love Shawn Michaels. Uh, I love Conrad Thompson, and uh, I just want to say that I bounce back, and if they have another star cast, I'll no-show that too. Uh, the fact is, is that I'm the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Wendy runs my business, and woo! I don't look anything like this hillbilly over to my right from Tennessee, and woo! I wish I had a chance to see the girl behind me naked. Wait a second. That's getting Jeff Jarrett pissed off. What do you mean you want to see that girl behind you naked? I thought I thought you'd already seen her naked. I thought everybody in this room saw her naked thanks to, to Mongo. Well, let me say this, that that is a myth. That is not true. She is a fine lady from Alabama. There are not many fine ladies from Alabama, as you know, but she is, Jeff Jarrett. And let me say, you just need to stay off that or you're out. Now, where were we? I was talking about this beautiful lady... To my left, uh, Deborah McMichael, who, by the way, uh, graduated from the University of Alabama, graduated in, with a master's degree. That's right, I did. I graduated with a master's degree with the University of Alabama, and I don't need you some bitches anymore. That's right. I'm from Alabama. Now, would you put the camera back on me? You got a close-up of this son of a bitch, and you don't have the camera on me, and I'm better looking than him. Wait just a second, Jeff Jarrett. What are we talking about here? I thought we were talking about me being an agent for Vince McMahon, me kissing Vince McMahon's ass. And now you got to talk about the nature boy, Ric Flair, and you got to talk about Mongo, and you got to talk about Deborah, and you got to talk about everybody but me. Don't you go running around behind me, son of a bitch. I know Chris Benoit's behind me. I get it. But here's the fact is, I'm still working in the business, and what the fuck are you doing? You're nothing. You're doing nothing. You're living in Gwinnett County. You're doing exactly what Fifi tells you to do, and you're doing nothing. You're showing up now to a, a few uh, track meets at the University of Georgia, but you ain't fucking doing nothing. And by the way, I'm still the U.S. Woo heavyweight champion, even though I am from Tennessee. Gene, let me say that he has kind of gone uh, too far uh, beyond the line. Chris, what do you got to say? Well, I have nothing to say because I can't do a good promo, as you know. But I can outwork these motherfuckers. If you want to have something strong style, I can fucking do it. I can work. These motherfuckers are old and decrepit. I don't even know what the fucking Hondo, uh, <laughs> Mongo is doing here. But as Mongo said, Mongo only a pawn in game of life. That's it from the Four Horsemen. What a clusterfuck of a mess this was. And we'll be back with more Monday Nitro after this timeout on TNT. Stay with us. Mean Gene Oakland here. We'll be back. You're on a roll today, buddy. Ooh, that's a long one, man. Did I see Danny Davis in the, in the stands here? Hey, have we talked about the right there, is that Danny Davis? No, my There's God. There's the one dark thing we were talking about. I can't believe you thought that was Danny Davis. That looked like Danny Davis. That's to me. Chuck Zito from the hell's angels. Really? Well, Chuck looked like Danny Davis. Hey, Chuck Zito's going to find you and kill you in your sleep. Chuck, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. He's the, one of the, you heard the part about Hell's Angels, right? I've heard of them. Yes. Okay. 
He okay. beat the shit out of Rob Van Dam. I mean, um, Jean Claude Van Dam in a did he really bathroom back in the day? Wow. Then why didn't we bring him on set? Because he's we front should. row ringside to be a cool yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure uh, Eric Bischoff was down there making sure he was manscaped and had front rows. <laughs> hey, hell of a picture, man. Well, nicely done. Hey, uh, have we talked about Charlotte? Not the wrestler of the town. No. You know that uh, Greg Price isn't doing it, but there's another guy who's running the University Hilton in Charlotte in August and doing like a little fan fest style get together. He's calling it the gathering, like the old Starcade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, are, you, are you going? Probably not. Okay. Bray wants to go to the ring, though. Look at this, man. Thought it'd be cool if he did. Well, I, I, this is the first I heard about it. Yeah. Are you like saying that we're booked no. or you want to be booked or we're invited or what's going to happen? Autograph signing, doing a live show. You know, we gotta, we gotta map this shit out, buddy. I mean, well, look, it, that's what I'm doing with my mouth right now. <laughs> oh my God. That was a great move. That was, man, this is a good match. Dude, they're it getting started. They're getting started. They're doing some fun shit in this. You got to go out of your way to watch this. I forgot Kevin Nash and Rey Mysterio actually had an entertaining match. Of course they did. Because both guys look at this. Holy shit. That's the story. That's oh, wow. I could have ripped his asshole too. <laughs> you know, what's great is the, the classic David and Goliath story in wrestling, big mm-hmm. guy, little guy. Like I think sometimes guys sort of fantasy book stuff where they're like, oh man, but what if it was two giants? It's like, well, the, the match will suck. That's what if. But you, you put a little guy in there with Kevin Nash and they can tell this more classic story where he gets to bully the smaller guy. And then he, you know, then the smaller guy lands a big move and the crowd goes nuts. Look at that. Holy shit. Ray Mysterio, one of the all time greats. Without question. You think he's probably the most important. I'm not saying this to be funny. Is he the most important cruiserweight of all time? I think he is. How do you define important? Well, I mean, I'm the most noted, the the best, the, the best performer of all the cruiserweights. His style and the moves and his innovation mm-hmm. and the way he captured the hearts and minds of fans. Look at that fucking power bomb and just easy pin. And you know, that tells the story. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, but now you can build to a rematch. Oh my God. He's going to power bomb him again. (sighs) I'm taking no bullshit from referees either, buddy. And here comes Conan. who's a member of the NWO, but he doesn't like him beating up on Ray, especially after the bell. He's going to pick him up a third time. Now Conan's the king can't like this. Come on. Conan can't stand for this. Not three in a row. Oh my gosh. This is a good story here. It is a very good story. Yeah. Look at the crowd. The crowd's into it. They're standing. And that's what you you should be judging this on is right. Especially when you got the sound off, it's hard to tell. Hey man, what's, what are they buying? What are they not? Well, they're all standing. So that tells you what you need to know. Mm -hmm. What do you think he said? Odele Vato. No, let me speak on this. 
It's like it's weak. <laughs> now, you know what he said after three power bombs? Yes. That's enough. <laughs> so he drags his ass. What's he doing here? He's going to put him in a finisher maneuver. Holy shit. Very good. He's in WO for life. Yep. See. For life. Swerve. Very good swerve. Nash broke your back. I broke your leg. I think, I think Mysterio is the most important cruiserweight of all time. Yeah, I think there's a lot could be said. I think uh, he set the standard for what we see now a lot. I think a lot of the uh, high-risk, innovative maneuvers, maneuvers that you see were done by Ray Mysterio. Let's just call them maneuvers from now on. Maneuvers. That's a high-risk maneuver. See? We're going to get that over. I like it. A maneuver. Here comes somebody in a terrible polo. Yeah, it's uh, Chuck, whatever his name was. We got to get was- polos like that for our show. You really? Hey, we got to come off this. I mean, you need to have a conversation. See that WCW Monday Nitro logo right there stuck on the yeah. truss? Yeah, it's in my garage. You motherfucker. You told me I could have it. And that was like six months ago and I don't have it. What's the deal, Pickle? That was legit February. It's almost July. All right. I mean, I know you're going to fuck me on the belt. You're going to fuck me on that not Nitro sign too? No, I'm not. Sounds like you are. No. <laughs> God, you're awfully mean today. What is it? How am I mean? Oh, he, was it because, because David Flair and the family stayed with you for a week. Jesus Christ. This, it, was, it was longer than that. Uh, hey, um, did I tell you who's with me this week though? Who? The very lovable, the very cuddly Dave Silva. Oh my gosh. Really? One day for another. And look, here's your favorite. Here's Raven. Yeah. I'm going to turn the sound up and let everybody hear the promo from Raven here as Mike tonight tries to get a word. We can find out why you're here tonight. Are you a spectator at the event this evening? Did you buy a ticket? What about Diamond Dallas Page and a mystery partner? Can you shed any light on that? Are you involved with Diamond Dallas Page? We know you have a history with him. Raven. There have been rumors that you've been negotiating with World Championship Wrestling. Well, I I guess he's not going to shed any light on any contract talks. Let's go to the ring and Dave Penzer for more Nitro. Mike asking the wrong questions there, Conrad. I I liked this, but I hated it because I was such an ECW fan. And, you know, he left ECW sort of in a rush. You know, they're on the heels of their first pay-per-view. He was in the main event. They're building towards the second one. And then in May, he finally has this showdown at the ECW arena with Tommy Dreamer. And that's it. He's gone. What do you make of, uh, the hairpiece that Kevin Nash is sporting here? Mm. Well, I don't know what to make of it. What about that bodysuit on Elizabeth? Huh? Mm, I know what to make of that, man. If you make another fucking blue chew reference today, <laughs> I'm not, not going to make a blue chew reference, but I just know that Liz was blue Chew's going to have, you're going to think there's rigor mortis in your dick. Just like macho <laughs> man. Oh yeah. Blue chew. Dig it. It ain't slim. No more. Is it Jim? No, sir. I'm going to snap into it though. Oh yeah. This, can I say this? <laughs> what? You're about this, the meat stick transition. No, this, this is episode like 126. Yeah. 
This is the first time we've ever mentioned rigor mortis in your dick. <laughs> well, we're talking about the deceased macho man. <laughs> See, if Tanae would have asked him about Captain America or Batman or comic book, probably Scotty would have. I would have would changed have. the channel and never turned it on again. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like that stuff. I fucking hate it. I, you, you're wrong. You, <laughs> I'm wrong. You almost said I'm wrong for what I like or don't like. <laughs> the following announcement has been paid for by the NWO. By the hey, way, bro. when I introduced, uh, oh my God, look at this. It's pins. I got pins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I introduced, um, Neil Pruitt to my parents, mm-hmm. you know, I have to explain to them who everybody is at Starcast, right. right? So I'm explaining to my dad. I'm like, Hey, Conan. He's like the biggest wrestler in the history of Mexico. He's like the Mexican Hulk Hogan and Conan's like, yeah, except I'm not a racist. I'm like, okay, I got to try to do better on the next one. <laughs> so then I introduce him to Neil Pruitt and I'm like, mom, remember the NWO? And she's like, yeah. I said, well, this guy was the voice of it. And then Neil immediately just launched into it. The following announcement has been paid for. And I was like, holy shit. He was ready for that <laughs> boy. And she's ready for it. <sighs> Lord is I think Kim page is low key. Yeah. One of the best looking women in the history of wrestling. Yes, absolutely. Nobody ever talks about her nope. in that way, but I mean, she's as Bruce would say, top five. Yeah. Just so God, she just was so perky. You know what it proves? Diamond Dallas page really can sell anything. Yeah, exactly. Before he sold everybody on yoga, mm-hmm. he was selling Kimberly page on stick with me. Mm-hmm. And he did it successfully. Yes, he did. And it was always a head scratcher. Cause she was, look at her whole, she, she didn't know how to look bad. Check it out. Here we go. Main event action time. And what a main event it is. When you think about stars, that's what we were talking about. This is the real difference between here and the other channel. You got the giant former world champion, Lex Luger, former world champion, diamond Dallas page. Who's the new guy who's super hot. And you're taking on the hottest act in wrestling, the NWO with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, two of the original founding members, certainly the quote unquote cool ones. And one of the biggest stars of all time, the macho man, Randy Savage, he certainly drew more money than Chris Jericho. Ask anyone except me or Tony. Uh, I don't know how you can put a measuring stick on that, but you're right. You're right about the, the big time stars that they had here. Absolutely. Big time stars. And it was, uh, this was, uh, man, we were so hot back then, even though we had to paper Las Vegas, it didn't matter. It looked good for TV and it looked like we were sold out. The, the, the regular fan watching in Cheyenne, Wyoming didn't know that this house was papered. Did they? Yes. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I'm, I'm being a smart ass. Why are you so sensitive today? <laughs> uh, they did not. And so it looked good. And you think, man, they're in Las Vegas and they've got Ric Flair and they got the great cruiserweights. And now they've got uh, diamond Dallas page and they got the macho man. We've heard from Hulk Hogan Man, they are the place to be, but was also, was also driving the train. I think was the fact that we were in the midst of a Monday night war here that we were winning. And I think people also tuned in to see what would happen next in the war. Not necessarily what would happen in the ring, but you can't miss it because you just don't know who's going to show up next. 
Didn't you think that was a big part of it? Yeah, I do. The surprise, the swerve, right? The swerve, uh, you know, uh, Hogan coming over, but Hall and Nash walking in and then the, you know, and then, uh, I mean, you can go on from there, but, uh, you just didn't know who would, it was not all NWO. I mean, he ended up being with us and, and Oakland ended up being with us and you just didn't know who would show up next. And right. I thought that was a part of the interest of, of the Monday night wars. Um, that will never be duplicated again. I don't think not in that way. Uh, I think, I don't think there's any question without question. Okay. Without, I don't think there's any question. Now I want you to, I want you to comment on this as best you can. Okay. Cause I'm, I know you're friends with Cody. Do you think there's a war going on now? Hundred. What? Uh, the kids say hundred. It means 100%. I agree. Right. Positive affirmation. Yes. There is a war going on now and it's hundred hundred. It is not developed fully because AEW doesn't have uh, weekly television as of yet. No, it's developed fully. Okay. It hasn't. Okay. You really think it's developed fully? Yep. Okay. When you're signing guys to long contracts and for more money than they've ever made before in their life. And they're not even on TV and you're signing them because you don't want them going to the competition. When you start spending money, here's to me when I think the war's on and you're going to say this is simplistic, but I think this is it. When you're spending money, not to make your program better, but to make sure that they can't improve their program, Mm -hmm. the war's on. Right. And if you're just investing all of your time, effort, and energy in making your show better, then, you know, the argument can be made. Ah, there's no war. But when you're spending time, effort, energy, and money to hurt their show or to keep someone from doing well on their show, you're, you're now not focusing on your shit. You're focusing on their shit and the war's on. Hmm. And you are fighting the war, in my opinion, the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, listen, there, there's a, there's a hip hop phrase called pocket watching. And, uh, the concept is when you start worrying about what everybody else is doing, uh, you're, you're stopping worrying about what you're doing and you're not going to be successful. Right. So a lot of pocket watching going on, man. God yeah. damn. Look how young and hip you are. I mean, you, you got all that hair off your dick and now you're just like cool guy Jones over here. I am. I'm, I am cool. You know what? And I wasn't cool until I met you. Do you think you're more aerodynamic since you got all your dick hair off? Uh, like when you go running naked. You feel like you're making better times. I don't. I don't go running naked. What? I don't. I don't go running naked. How have you lost I, all this weight? I don't. Well, I don't do it naked. Oh well, Flair was telling me that he <laughs> thought it made you more aerodynamic. What the fuck does he know about me and about what pubic hairs I have? Well, you know all about his. You talk about him every week here on the show. <laughs> head double. I, I, look at the big headbutt from the giant man. He's going to choke slam them both. Next time we're talking about Flair's penis or Flair, can you not say, "Look at the head"? <laughs> I mean, don't start a sentence that way. I'm scarred a little bit just from your stories. Uh oh. Here, here he comes. comes the main event. Mm. The Hulkster. And I would imagine we're going to have Sting make an appearance here as well, aren't we? You Wouldn't think? we? We're getting a Pier Six brawl in Nitro, which is sort of mm-hmm. commonplace. And of course, he's got right. the big gold belt and toe. 
mm-hmm. calling around Lex Luger. Of course, we know they're on a, conclu- a, a collision course for August. They don't know that yet, but we no. do. Oh, oh, that my deep, God. Um, I love Hulk, but Hulk did not want to hurt anybody, boy. No, he didn't. He just fucking touched him with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see Scott all like, fuck that. Here's how you hit somebody with it. Wham! Wham! <laughs> Shit, Terry. Lay it uh, in. Wham! <laughs> Dude, he fucking nailed him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's <was> great. <laughs> There's Scott uh, Norton. Uh, when are we uh, going back to Japan? I'm over over there. When are we going? Think we should tell some shit over there. Chono's got a few ideas. Oh God. This is the NWO at its best, man. Can you believe all the angles and storylines and history that are in that particular belt? Mm. You think about that. I mean, at this point, that thing's been used in nearly every week for 11 years, dusty roads and Ric Flair and Ricky steamboat. Now it's spray painted with the NWO. What a legacy that bell has had been in the WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Had been on WWF TV. It had been to Korea, son. Right. North Korea. And, and, uh, title changes in Japan and Muhammad Ali and Shaquille O'Neal and macho man, just laying in these elbows. And by the way, the reason the ribs are, boy, that's not him. No, it's not him. The, uh, the reason the ribs are taped up is legit macho man broke one of, uh, there he is macho man broke one of his ribs with one of those elbows off the top for real. And he just keeps laying them in here. This is the third one, fourth one, third. Wow. It almost feels like, you know, when you're a kid and everybody takes turns, like doing tricks off the diving board down here he is. Fans were so pissed off. You see one of the fans threw a beer or something in there. He's got the harness underneath his jacket mm-hmm. to conceal it. And there he comes. You can tell that's him just by the way he's moving. Right. It's funny. You know, you can just I, so easily identify guys with their mannerisms or movements. You don't even have to really make them out or see them. And look who it is. Kurt jumping ship here, showing up. Of course he left the company. Uh, a long time before this. Oh, and now here comes Raven. Boy, you guys knew how to end the show. Yeah. Raven jumping the guardrail after not giving any comments. They want to know what's Kurt doing here. And everybody wants to know, wait a minute. What about Raven? And we're done. Pretty good into a show. I would say the idea is to, is to leave them wanting more, right? Right. And, and the idea is to, is to say, Hey, uh, how'd that happen? Or what's going to happen next? When you can give a cliffhanger, you got them. Great job. So a good show. Two thumbs up on this end. Tremendous. I really dug it. And I hope you did too. And I'm looking forward to next week, Tony, you want to tell them what we got coming their way? Well, we're going to do another nitro next week. Aren't we? That's exactly right. And I'm pretty excited because I really enjoy watching some of the good stuff. I mean, we, we, we make fun of all the bad stuff and we've had a lot of fun with that. And I really enjoy that, but going back and watching some of the good stuff that I really liked from 97, 
Well, I'm in. But next week, that's not what we're doing. It's June 28th, 1999. And I hate to be that guy, but Nitro 99 sucked a dick. Yeah. Only thing you got to say is 99, Conrad, and we get it. Yeah. You know, I think fans get it. Let's just give you a quick rundown. Okay. Because there's some good stuff on here. Perry Saturn and Chris Benoit are going to take on Fit Finley and Dave Taylor. Eddie Guerrero is going to take on Lenny Lane. Hmm. Bam Bam Bigelow is taking on Hack, a.k.a. Sandman. Hmm. The West Texas Rednecks are going to take on Brian Adams, Vincent, Horace Hogan, and Stevie Ray. Oh. Ernest Miller is going to take on Disco Inferno. Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon are going to team up to defend their tag t- championships against Dean Malenko and, of all people, Buff Bagwell. Sid Vicious is going to wrestle Scott Putzke. Jesus. And your main event with Arn Anderson as the special guest referee is your world champion, Kevin Nash, taking on the one and only David Flair. Well, and we this can is compare in Chicago, and contrast right way. now. This is in Chicago. Yeah. And this is at the United Center. Yep. And I believe this was the this was one of the times I remember vividly uh, a, a conversation that Tanae and I had backstage at this show. So I'll talk about that next week. Well, I can't wait. But when I look at my clock right now, it feels like it's about that time. Yes, it is about that time, and we have here in the Blue Chew Championship of the World, the Nature Boy Ric Flair going up against, well, it's Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and the winner is going to get Karen Jarrett, and wait a minute, Tony Schiavone's doing a run-in, he's got a pack of Blue Chew, he's stuffing it in his mouth, and oh my God, take a look at what's going on, it's Tony Schiavone's got a heart on where a cat can't scratch it, and we're desperately out of time. We'll see you next week. You're listening to What Happened When. We're on the MLW Radio Network. And as always, we are on Mondays, first of all, for our friends on Patrol. Hey, y'all. Show's over. The fuck are you still doing here? Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Maybe you wanted a little more What Happened When. Well, what are you waiting for? Go get a little more. We'll we'll, we'll play a game that uh, Tony likes to play called Just the Tip. And we're going to do it live on stage this Saturday, the 22nd in St. Louis at off Broadway tickets are on sale now for like 30 something bucks. And you get to hear all kinds of stories you could never hear on the show. If you can believe that at Tony and Conrad And then the very next day, you and I are going to do a little fisting, right? Right there at Jimmy's famous seafood on the 23rd, just the tip fisting. Well, like double fisting beverages and oh yeah, okay, yes, that's right. On the Sunday, the twenty third, we're going to be at Jimmy's Famous Seafood in Baltimore. Tickets available there at WhatHappenedWhenLive dot com. It's a matinee show, so we're going to have a big weekend for our fans in St. Louis and our fans in Baltimore that weekend. Wherever you, if you're closest to one of the two, come on. I know we got a lot of low key big hogs coming out to see us as well, but we want everybody to come out and see us. Haven't been to Baltimore in a long, long time, Conrad. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've been to Baltimore since our last WCW show. How about that? And back in the day, of course, you guys used to go to another seafood joint. And now everybody in wrestling goes to Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Are we going to try to relive any of those old memories here? Are you going to like tie balloons to your gimmick or put birthday candles in your turkey gobbler? 
what what stories have you heard about me anyway in Baltimore? Well, those find out this Sunday. Hmm. Uh, what happened when live.com is where you can get your tickets. And the rumor is uh, that you're actually going to fillet Cassio kid live on stage. Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, and he needs it as well. And I'm going to stick mashed taters in it. I don't even know what we're doing right now, but, uh, come feed it a peanut this weekend, folks in St. Louis, Tony and Conrad live.com or the next day, Jimmy's famous seafood, the 23rd. What are you waiting on? What happened when live.com see you there. Hi, this is Big Fat Fred, Big Fat Friend. Promotional considerations paid for by the following. Boxagimmicks.com with new items each week. The official store will happen when something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Log on to boxgimmicks.com. Get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. Or <clears throat> get, get something for yourself. Dyer say it's big fat red. Well, it is. And by patreon.com. I'll say it right, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Mindy. Want to be a low-key big hog? <laughs> I got one of them. Or a glass-bottom boat rider. Uh, you can join Conrad and Tony Schiavone. They got bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. <clears throat> you know, and, and by Lois... Lois Blues, Get all your t shirts. What happened when? From Lois. And, and by What Happened When? Live in St. Louis. It's coming up this Saturday, June 22nd, at Off Broadway. Tickets available at this location. Tony and Conrad Live. Dot com and what happened when live in Baltimore this Sunday, June 23rd, noon. Jimmy's famous seafood is the place. Get your tickets at what happened when live.com. Where's big fat bread? That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs>